Hello and welcome to the Breaking Ground Show on iProperty Radio with myself, Carol Tallon. The show where we chat to industry experts to get a view on what's happening on the ground and to learn about new trends emerging within the construction industry. The show is brought to you in partnership with Place Engage, a data-driven platform for more successful public consultation and community engagement for your next development project. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Ben Norton, founder of GradeMyTrade.ie. Ben, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Carol. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, so, Ben, Grade My Trade. People might be familiar with Grade My Teacher, Grade My School, <laughs> Grade My Professor. And this, is, this was kind of a phenomenon about a decade ago that definitely received mixed, mixed uh, welcomes. So tell us a little bit about, about your platform. It did. Well, Grade My Trade, I suppose, when, when I came up was, with the idea, was specific to the construction industry. So any trade person or sort of service in that area, it was to uh, create a platform for them to promote themselves and to capture the, I suppose, the, the word of mouth feedback that Ireland would be quite synonymous with the industry, you know, um, and just giving these businesses a, a platform to to capture that feedback and promote themselves online and to say to customers, look, we're, we're experienced tradespeople here, you know, come, you know, let's discuss your projects. That's that's really interesting because I think previously these types of platforms were seen a little bit almost like a gotcha, you know, um, as in uh, something that would trip up the industry. So it's interesting to hear you position it as something that's essentially a platform for the good operators across the industry to really promote themselves. And, you know, we know from our own work within Property District, you know, across digital platforms, um, building trust, particularly digitally and online, is just so important that actually social proof is huge. So um, we we encourage people to try uh, use things like uh, Google uh, Google reviews, but not everybody wants to engage. Not all of your consumers and customers want to engage in that. So are you seeing the start of maybe building up a bit of social proof for tradespeople? I am. So to, I suppose to answer your first part of the question was um, how, how I positioned the grademytrade.ie and it was more so it, I wanted it to be a directory website quite quick for customers to just type in what they're looking for and basically they get a list of the, the, the relevant tradespeople that they've searched for. So other platforms, for better or worse, tended to ask for details from you, submit your job and and they would give you the the leads as opposed to what I am doing, which is basically switching that for the customer, basically. So the customer can see all the registered people that we have that are fully insured and they can contact all of them for quotes quite quickly and then they can compare and basically then they're just choosing what suits maybe their budget or their timeline, for example. Um, Very good. Uh, well, let, let's take us through some of the trades because actually I think it's a great idea to have um, and I think this is a great service because, you know, we work in the in the digital space and, you know, most of our clients would have really good websites and great social media presence. But actually, I'm I, through the podcast, we're consistently reaching out and engaging with um, individuals. Uh, so people involved in the supply chain that actually don't even have their own website. Some might have a Facebook page, but actually most of them survive through word of mouth and yeah. um 
and actually still advertising in print and in local newspapers. So, you know, sometimes it's a tendency for me to to almost move ahead and think that everybody has this huge online presence. Whereas actually, we know that's not the reality. And by the way, it doesn't suit everybody. Not everybody wants it. However, I think maybe the interesting thing about Google and Google reviews is that actually you need to be searchable on Google. So even right. if it's just that you're coming up in a trade directory or something, you need to be searchable. And the other thing is actually people, consumers, your customers who've used your service, whether you like it or not, whether you invite it or not, have the option to review the service that they've received through um, through you or your company. So from that point of view, actually, it's really important that we are putting our best foot forward uh, and giving opportunities for happy customers um, to, to have their say, because otherwise we know what happens and that is just disgruntled customers might yeah. have their say. So um, Ben, talk us through the trades that you have on the on the platform currently. We have everybody from, from architects and builders to plumbers, electricians, um, security companies. Um, there's an air conditioning company going to be coming on board over the weekend. Um, everybody, basically. Um, and I've, I've just been trying to focus, I suppose, in County Wicklow and County Dublin at the moment because I would have been born and raised in Dublin, but living in Wicklow now with my family. So it's trying to get I suppose my local community up and running you know in County Wicklow and then looking to expand then into all the counties nationwide you know. So in order for the platform to have robust robustness and and credibility you need to have good operators on there so what kind of mechanisms do you have in place to make sure that the people you're engaging are good trustworthy tradespeople? Well, first and foremost, it would be their public liability insurance. So that's just step one out the gate. If you don't have public liability insurance, you're not on the website. Um, secondly, some trades have qualifications, others don't. So, for example, if you were looking for an electrician, they'd have to be registered with Safe Electric, for example. Or if you wanted your gas wire installed, you'd have to make sure that your plumber is a registered gas installer. The same if you want your house wrapped. Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland, they have to be a member. So we, we verify them qualifications also, and then we verify ID and we solo check the businesses and, and verify their addresses as well. So Very good. And so say for builders, are you looking for people um, who might be uh, registered under the series scheme? We would be, yeah. And also... Um, it's also the CIF have a, a membership directory as well, um, but we've I've found that they tend to be the kind of larger uh, companies, so it would be more uh, Siri, yeah. And Very the IATA, the Irish Home Builders, also have a directory um, that I would use to, to contact trade people. Very good. Uh, when did the platform launch, Ben? It launched a soft launch in... What are we now? Twenty four at the end of twenty two, um, and by soft launch, I mean I wasn't advertising it to the public. My goal at that stage was basically to contact the tradesmen and get get the tradesmen online, find those find those early adopters. Like you said, were the ones that generally had their Instagram profiles or were uh, getting Google reviews. Um, so we got them on board first, and then um, sort of word of mouth spread. They, you know. Everybody had one or two colleagues that they recommended to me and I'd touch base with them and they'd come on board and then it sort of snowballed, you know. So. 
And, you know, I, I have to ask, just looking at the environment we're in at the moment when there's such a shortage of tradespeople and you've got customers and clients with projects that they really, it's struggle to find somebody or they have to wait quite a while. Do you have any mechanism or, or has it been an issue maybe to to add some level level of robustness around checking the question the clients um or the consumer side of it you know is there any level of protection say for the trade when they're contacted or is it simply a case that anybody who's interested can just go on and get the information well anybody interested can can get the information it's open but uh Say, for example, you're looking for a plumber um, and you try to call him now at uh, what time are we? 20 past 12. He might be on the tools. You might not get him. So there's a, a callback request form that you can fill out with basically just some very brief details, your name, number, your, your error code, and a little description of the job if you feel like sending it on and you can click send. So that will go to the tradesperson. And then they sign into their profile at the end of the day and they'll see their requests and uh, then they can contact the, the customer sort of at a time that suits them in the evening. Um, very good. And um, Ben, what drove you to do this? What's your own background? Well, well my um, uh, civil engineer, I suppose, by trade. Um, and the idea came to me... Uh, when I was on a project for my previous company, um, Ardmac, they do um, clean room environments, data centers and uh, labs and things, but they also have a fit outside of the business that specializes in offices and hotels, for example. Um, and back in, I think it was 2018, uh, I was on the clean room side of the business. We just finished the project in Blanchardstown and I was asked to um, sort of close out with Snaglitz with a colleague of mine, Daniel Kavner for a, a client we had on the fit outside of the business. So um, myself and Daniel went in and we were in the process of closing out the snags. We just realized like we'd been quite unlucky. Um, we had a major, one of the major snags was um, to do with a carpenter, um, well, a carpentry company. They had, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with fire safety, but basically there's fire compartments in buildings and mm-hmm. um the hinges on the doors, you need to have intermittent packers basically to maintain the integrity of your fire envelope. Well, they had run out of them and they started using plastic spacers behind hinges. And uh, one of the snags was um, they'd actually only two fixings, two screws in the hinges. So you could see that they needed more screws, but behind that there was these packers. So that led to then every door in the in the place coming off and being checked and and that same day, um, we had a plumbing company in doing pressure testing, um, and it, so the pressure test had to go on for a few hours overnight. And I didn't finish, I think, till two or three in the morning that day. And at the time, uh, it, this was for a client in uh, opposite the Borgosh Energy Theatre, and I was living in Courtown. So I was driving home at three o'clock in the morning, giving out to myself about my quantity surveyor, wondering where did he find these people you know um, yeah and is there thoughts started flowing and is there a place you know because like that even in the commercial side of the industry you have one or two or three guys that you're familiar with that you do work with but when they're busy you, you tend to go to agencies for example and agencies can be great but they're hit and miss you can get really good guys you can get guys that may might not be up to the standard you're looking for um and that evening driving home the thought kind of came to me like is there a, a platform so I, I went home um 
with the thoughts still going and, and straight onto the internet and I seen what was there and I thought, well, maybe this idea that I have might might change things and let's let's run with it and see how we go. So I yeah, I, that's well, that's really interesting because then what what that's telling me is that actually you were part of the industry uh, trying to solve what is essentially a B2B problem in terms of quality across the supply chain. And yet the solution you've delivered is very much kind of a B2C. You're, you know, it's very much geared towards the consumer. So has that been, yeah. you know, well, was that a deliberate choice? It it was more when I, when I, I thought that while the problem is similar in the commercial and domestic, I thought maybe I could have a bigger impact on helping domestic customers with the same issue, you know, yeah. uh, and maybe in future, uh, if Grey My Trade has, say, a significant number of, of tradesmen, then that I could help them in future um, with subcontractor paperwork if they wanted to go to the commercial side, you know, because my directory would almost uh, sort of validate some of them uh, questions that they'd have to answer, or, you know, for commercial customers as well. So I suppose that there's a, a B2B between myself and the tradespeople, and then the B2C, obviously, with the platform and the customer. So very good. So, yeah. And yeah, no, because I will, I mean, it, it occurs to me that actually the problem you pit on there is actually one around, um, you know, verifying um and in where necessary upskilling the supply chain and that's a very real problem and actually growing the the supply chain because what we're seeing is really good contractors winning business maybe outside of their immediate geographical area and so the first thing they need to do is build their supply chain and that's easier said than done and there's there's always there's always a process of almost embedding the the supply chain that needs to happen so when you when you take a long-term approach, you're generally looking to um, bring in companies that can grow with the ambitions of the of the contracting company. You know that that they're on a track that you know. Okay, well, if we get six more jobs, this company can potentially yeah. scale. And look, the maturity of our supply chain is definitely something that has been, um, you know, it has been identified as a challenge across the construction industry, and we can see it improving. But there's a lot of work that needs to be done. And I think, you know, maybe one of the great examples of this has been um, the introduction of the sustainability, uh, the the sustainability supply chain school, because I think that's a really good initiative. It's, it's basically in that allowing the larger contractors to upskill and bring their supply chain along with them. And you can see the real benefits for right. it. Um, so it's just it's interesting that you've geared more towards the the consumer side, but when you can see that actually this is a big problem for the industry, and you might be really well placed to solve that problem for the industry. Perhaps, yeah, yeah, and and uh, some of the businesses have said that to me, especially um, the the air conditioning company that's about to join Grade My Trade. Um, I think that's one industry in particular where there's maybe one or two main contractors. And then all the subcontractors and that are basically subbed into them. And like you said, they're they're struggling to grow themselves. And so the larger contractors have like seven or eight smaller contractors, you know, as mm -hmm. opposed to sort of medium sized perhaps contractors that can grow with them on projects. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, it's interesting. Watch this space. And um, I suppose the other side of it is again, we kind of started out with the name being 
somewhat contentious because you know what you're describing there in terms of a directory and a platform uh, really for the trade to be able to promote what it is that they do. That's something that was really needed um, for, for Ireland and it's great for consumers to be able to benefit from it. But the, the grading element, let's let's talk about that because that's something that must make your tradespeople a little bit nervous. Actually, the nervous, like it, it comes up a lot, but when I explain it to them, then they're actually quite happy to. Um, and I haven't actually had anyone to it so far when I explained the, the process that we have, say, actually, no, I, it's, it's not for me. That's the look. Um, yeah. But we can talk about that if you like. Yeah, please do because it's just I I, I feel like um the name might be might actually uh, generate some initial resistance from tradespeople who actually want to promote the work that they're doing or that they're looking to expand their own operations, so they need to be taking on new business, but um just might be a little bit nervous about it. So yeah, please talk us through that. Well, there's basically a three-step process for when you leave a review. So, um. If you want to leave a review, say for Katie, who's plumbing, for example, you'd, you'd leave a review and there's four metrics, basically reliability and timekeeping, courtesy, build quality and tidiness. So there'd be the four metrics and then you fill out your information. Um, if you are not happy with uh, work you've got done and you say leave a negative review, which is anything less than a seven out of 10 on our rating, it gets flagged to admin in the site so it doesn't go live so we pick that up at the back end then myself for example i'll contact you and say carol i see you've had work done by katie here do you want to tell me a little bit about it you're not happy and then with your permission i'll listen to your side and i'll then speak to katie and say katie listen carol's not happy with this job so katie has three options then katie can say okay fair enough i'll go back rectify the problem and then carol agrees to uh leave a new review as opposed to the other so you can yeah. say she came out yeah. wasn't happy with this came out fair play for fixed it no no free of charge or whatever the situation was mm. the second uh possible choice that the, the tradesperson would have is that um they can leave a response to your review underneath so again that would be not edited but like the language and all we'd make sure that it's um fit for it's it's we don't want it to be like a platform where you can say whatever you want you know like you have to be kind of uh, clear and concise basically which are with the two answers and then the third uh i suppose third option is that uh katie decides not to to do anything at all in which case after 21 days your review will go live on the site okay yeah, no, no, and and that's that's a, a fair process. Can you tell us how that's working in practice? By the way, what kind of what kind of traction are you getting? Uh, how many tradespeople do you have on the site? We have over sixty now, um, and there's about forty in that are off the site, but just have to get back to me with their updated insurance details. So, so they only last twelve months, and then you're it automatically removes you from the site. So I'm in the process of following them up. So we'd I'd say. 80 people, I'd say, 80 businesses across Wicklow and Dublin. Yeah, that's that's really good, actually, that you have um, a process whereby people don't just sit on the site so they can't trade, you know, that actually they, yeah. they need to show that they that they are 
keeping their qualifications and their certifications up to date. So that's that's a really positive one there. And um, in terms of consumers, and by the way, is it mainly consumers or is the industry using this as well? It's mainly consumers at the moment, Carol. Yeah, I haven't uh, advertised or gone out even to any of my contacts mm. in the industry yet. Um, I want to make sure that it's, it's on a firm footing and we're doing the business for domestic customers and that the tradesmen are happy with the workflows coming in before I maybe mention uh, commercial sides and aspects of things for them, you know. Yeah, that, that's fair enough. And can you maybe, I, I presume you've had at this point, you've had to engage your process there where maybe uh, a, a negative review came in and was contested by the tradesperson. Have you had that experience yeah, yet? I had one, had okay. one instance. Um, and it was uh, a couple that had hired uh, a security contractor to put an alarm for them on the house. So um, the, the tradesman, I, I'm, I don't want to give names. <laughs> no, please don't. Please don't. And uh, the husband was at home. The wife was at work. He carried out the, the job. Um, everything seemed to go fine. He left. And then there was a review came in that evening. So I contacted the person. Uh, I spoke to the, the wife who had said to me that he'd left holes in the walls and that there was uh, he needed to finish painting. So straight away, I knew the company. I was like, this guy isn't a painter and decorator. So I, I was saying to myself, so I, I listened to the lady's side. I yeah. contacted the tradesman then. I said, listen, you're after getting a negative review. He said, What's, what are they saying? I said, well, listen, you've left holes in the wall and it's not painted. And he said, right, well, what actually happened was that he'd taken down the old unit for them in the utility room and behind that unit, the wall wasn't painted. And obviously, right. when he taken it off the wall, there was holes in the wall. Yeah. He put up his new unit on another uh, wall in the utility room. So you could see where the old one was, not painted yeah. holes in it. So um, what, what turned out to happen was uh, he actually went back, he took his unit off, put it back where the old unit was, and he got, uh, you know, the testers, the paint testers you can pick mm -hmm. up for free in Woody's or B&Q. Yeah. He took one of them. He patched up the holes from where he had put his unit initially, touched them up with paint, and then left the, the sample for the guys to just go around because his unit was a little bit smaller, so you could still see. Um, and so that was the solution there. And what yeah. actually happened was that the, the couple didn't actually leave a review for him in the end then. So They withdrew it. And yeah, withdrew. my first thought on that particular situation is, is it a is it a security company's job to do painting? No. Right. It's well, if there were clients of ours, if there were clients of ours, we would have said, get the communication right yeah. and don't go back and paint because that's not your job. Um, yeah. You know. So okay, that's an interesting one. And tell me, do people ever leave positive? Well, or or do people are they uh, leaving positive reviews? They do leave positive reviews. Yeah, they do. Right. And so what kind of things then, you know, is there a level of detail that would be helpful maybe? So say, for example, uh, somebody across Wicklow or Dublin, they're, they're building a house or doing some renovations or something. Is there enough level of detail there to say, oh, this, this person could maybe do what we need? Uh, well, they'd, in their own profile, they have outlined the services they provide. Mm. So straight away, you'd get a clear picture whether this guy could potentially do it for the job for you or not. And then Based on the reviews, some people's reviews are one or two lines. Other people, 
tell a story literally and I've actually had to uh, reduce the amount of characters that we have because some people were just leaving such effusive reviews that like, yeah. you know if you opened the review yeah. up on the phone you'd be scrolling and scrolling <laughs> so um we get a mix of both you know yeah well no, nobody minds when that's the good news um okay so tell me what's next what's next for the platform is there any kind of new innovations that you're working on or new features that you're looking to deliver well we're, we're constantly i suppose updating the site so even before we soft launched last year i'd completely changed the, the layout of the site so when you look at a, a contractor profile now you can just scroll it's one page basically with all the information we had originally multiple pages with different sections for your gallery and the qualifications we have. So we're just constantly trying to streamline it. Um, we've we've also added in analytics now at the back end. So when the tradesman signs in, every month he can see how many people have actually clicked on my phone number to ring me. Or Because what I was finding was I wasn't able to to capture that information from mm. them and actually say, unless somebody left a review or a, or a callback request for them, yeah. I couldn't track the traffic bases that they were mm. getting. So um, that's new. Um, Very good. And yeah, just we're, we're constantly trying to improve the, the the percentage because we we review we we review the, the reviews as well. So when you leave a review for somebody, you you leave your name, email, and number, and we aim to be over eighty percent of verifying reviews also. So it's not your friend or you know what I mean yeah and you yeah. can quickly pick that up when I'm on the phone call I, I know straight away whether somebody's got a genuine one yeah, yeah. and, and I think I I think that's really important actually for the for the validity and for the credibility of the site as well because you know the reality is and and look my, my day job is spent um on the reputation side um and you know it, it, this is definitely an industry that people don't have a difficulty in slagging off in denigrating in in you know it, it comes under yeah. fire for criticism that sometimes is very unfair criticism so like even for example the one you use there about the security company i would say that's not the security's job so yeah. actually um but anyway I, I i appreciate that they went out and they wanted to make it better but um you know yeah, no, it, was, uh, it was actually the the customer was quite local to the guys yeah so like, i don't mind you know yeah but yeah no, but actually, you know, in, in one way, this touches on something that we've talked about quite regularly on the show. And that is actually since the crash over the past kind of decade and a half or more, this industry doesn't seem to be able to advocate for itself. So actually, yeah. the, the industry doesn't seem to be able to stand up and be proud of the work that it does um, and to defend the work that it does and actually to defend the service that it provides and how critical that is. So, you know, that's that's. Outside of your platform, I think the construction industry in general needs to become a much, much, much better and stronger advocate for itself because delivering the built environment touches off the lives of absolutely every citizen and visitor to Ireland. And yet it comes under some pretty, pretty unfair criticism. So um, we'd love to see the we, we would love to see a platform that actually where people when they do a good job, are really rewarded and recognised for doing a good job because I think that's the vast majority of people in the industry. I don't think anybody wakes up in the morning and decides, okay, I'm going to go out and half-ass yeah. my day through <laughs> through my work today. I, you know, I, I don't think that's ever the intention. Um, so look, it, it would be great to see that. And um, I suppose finally, Ben, just in terms of the business model then, 
Um, is it do the do the trades pay to showcase their their services on the platform? They do. So at, at the moment, um, because I'm building it up, I'm giving it to them free for a year, so mm -hmm. they can try it out and see if it's for them. But there'll be a, a yearly subscription, so it'll be two hundred ninety nine euro, and that's for the year. So I don't take any uh, percentage of any jobs or fees mm -hmm. agreed between customers or the tradespeople. What they earn is theirs to keep. They just pay a yearly subscription and very good and i suppose finally then is this a service that is free for consumers it is 100 yeah very good yeah so look that that's great you know again providing a platform for people who are doing a good job to be able to to showcase what it is that they do so um best of luck to you with the with the platform there and i look forward to watching how how the build and um everything progresses and hopefully you'll be progressing outside of the dublin wicklow region shortly is hopefully. that the plan that is the plan. It is, yeah. Very good. Listen, thank you so much, Ben. That was Ben Norton, founder of GradeMyTrade.ie. Uh, thanks to show producer Katie Tallon and to the production team at Hear Me Roar Media on Sound. Also, my thanks to Place Engage for making these conversations possible. And thank you indeed for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode of Breaking Ground. In the meantime, please be sure to check out all of the other Irish and international real estate and construction shows here on iPropertyRadio.com. 